Hi there, I'm Adira. And I'm Miriam Sima. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning together and we're so excited to learn with you. Hey, Eva, what does a cloud do when it gets an itch? I haven't the foggiest idea. It finds the nearest skyscraper. Well, that joke went over my head. Let's hear about the cloud that accompanied B'nai Israel in Parshat Pekudeh. Parshat Pekudeh is the last parsha in Sefer Shmot. And as we reach the end of the book, B'nai Israel have been putting the finishing touches on the Mishkan, putting all the pieces together, dressing Aaron in his colorful, priestly clothes, lighting the menorah, and finishing all the tiny details to make everything just perfect. And now, as B'nai Israel finish building this home, Hashem's presence arrives to inhabit the Mishkan in the form of a cloud, the Anan. B'nai Israel have seen the Anan before, traveling in front of them as a guide on their travels through the desert. Let's hear what the Torah tells us about the Anan finding its home. It's okay if you don't understand the words, just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're feeding the tigers, then make sure to stay focused. Ready? We'll be looking at the end of the Parsha, the last few psukim of Sefer Shmot. The cloud covered the Ohel, the tent of meeting, and the presence of God filled the Mishkan. Moshe could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled upon it, and the presence of God filled the Mishkan. Adira, what do you notice about those psukim? I don't really notice anything. Do you notice anything? Yeah, I notice that it says that the Anan covers the entire Ohel, the entire tent. What do you think that looked like? If you drew it, what would you draw? A sukkah. But like the slack is white because it's like the cloud. Oh, interesting. So I draw the fabric walls and then like a cloudy roof. And it looks a lot like a sukkah. It looks a lot like a sukkah. And it's a sukkah that has this like white billowy cloud on top instead of the trees that we use for slach. So I think you're almost saying that like our schach is kind of Hashem's presence, right? Yeah. Do you think that the cloud was like just there, right? Like when you think of the cloud of Hashem's presence covering the Mishkan, what I heard you saying was like, there are these like cloth walls around and then kind of like a layer of like white cloud on top. I feel like it'd be hard for the Jews to resist going on the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) They would want to climb the walls to go sit on Hashem's cloud. Yeah. Hmm. Right. And it's so interesting, right? Because the first half of the Pasuk says that the cloud covered the Ohel. And then the second half of the Pasuk says that Hashem's glory filled the Mishkan. Like if a family took like, a tour of their new home. One person is in one room, like their room, and others like walking around, marveling at the rest of the house. It's interesting that you're noticing that there's these two different ways that Hashem's being described, right? So even if Hashem's one being, what I hear you saying is that there's Hashem's cloud and there's Hashem's glory, and they're kind of each taking a tour of a different part of the part of the Mishkan. 
but I feel like I should have took a form so mm. that people could see it without fainting. <laughs> oh, um, interesting. So the form was a cloud. And then to explore the moon, and put the cloud on top, like parking your bike, and go taking a tour of the mm-hmm. I feel like that's more. That's more a better likely. analogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't really apply any analogy to a show. Hmm. I really like my analogy of bicycle. Of Hashem parking Hashem's bicycle on the roof and then yeah. going inside. Yeah. So then what happens is so interesting, right? That Moshe can't even go into the Ohel, right? Because the Pasuk says, why can't Moshe go in? Kishachan alav he'anan, uchvod Hashem maleat hamishkan. Because the cloud had settled upon it and the presence of the Lord filled the Mishkan. And so then why can't Moshe go in? Hashem just parked Hashem's bike on the roof. Why does that stop Moshe from entering? Hashem filled the entire thing. And if Moshe went in at that point, Moshe would be getting too close to Hashem. It's like a whole party of people and there's no room. Actually, I feel like Hashem could make room. Hashem didn't make room for the earth. Right. That's so interesting because what you're saying makes me think that there's some reason that Hashem chooses not to make room for Moshe in this moment. Right? Because obviously Hashem could. Hashem's getting emotional. <laughs> Hashem's getting emotional. Oh, I love my new home. So Hashem loves Hashem's home so much that Hashem doesn't want Moshe to see the vulnerable side of Hashem. And so Hashem's not making room for Moshe because Hashem wants to have that moment of sort of witnessing this new home that all the people have built together for Hashem. I like that. Are you ready to do a little more? Close your eyes again and listen to the sounds and words of the Torah. Now it's my turn to close my eyes and listen to the words, because Adira will be reading the last pasuk of the Parsha, which is also the very end of the book of Shmat. Ki anan Adonai al hamishkan yomam ve'esh tia laila bo Thank you, Adira. When the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, B'nai Israel would set out on their various journeys. But if the cloud didn't lift, they wouldn't set out until it had lifted. For over the tabernacle, a cloud of God rested by day, and fire would appear in the cloud by night for all of the Israel to see throughout their journeys. So Adira, what do you notice about those psukim? That fire appeared inside the cloud and not replacing the cloud. I always thought that it replaced the cloud, but... It says that it went inside the cloud, mm. which I guess is a lot safer. <laughs> it's a lot safer because then the cloud kind of protects the Mishkan from the fire. And the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think what you're remembering is that elsewhere in the Torah, right, it does talk about like a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. But it's almost like here, those two pillars like merged. 
Adira, if you were part of B'nai Israel and you saw this pillar of cloud and fire, what do you think that would be like for you? That's proof that Hashem's real. Like if I just see a pillar of cloud up here, or a pillar of fire, or a pillar of cloud and fire, and I guess it would also remind me of Barad. His Barad was this like ice fire, ice fire meld. Yeah. I'm noticing like if I were back then, if I was B'nai Israel, I think it would be really hard for me not to know when I was going to next travel. You know how when we were moving this summer, right? And we would spend some time a in month, one place. A month. And then we would spend some time in another a place. <laughs> Do you think it would have been different if instead of us telling you, okay, we're here for three weeks and then we're going to go somewhere else, it would have been, well, we don't really know how long we're here for. We know that we're going to have to move at some point, but we're going to have to wait for that cloud to lift. And that's how we're going to know that it's time for us to pack our bags and leave the next day. You're leaving it to pure luck. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting because it's not really pure luck, right? It's Hashem. Yeah, but in real life, it would be pure luck. Right. But it might feel to us like pure luck. I'd be so annoyed. So Adira, you know, Pekude is not just the end of Sefer Shmut, but it's also the end of our first season of Torah Time. What was your favorite part about Sefer Shmut? Paro's heart and Moshe's tongue. That conversation that we had. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot from that also about thinking about how Paro yeah. and Moshe might be more similar than we might have thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was so cool for me to hear all those new insights that you were able to come up with. They just really made me think about Safer Shmud in different ways from how I thought about it before. Same for me. And like it got me into more specific stuff. I learned like new Pasukim and stuff. And it was really fun to lay the Pasuk at the beginning and the Pasuk at the end. Dear, do you feel any different now that you've done a whole season of Torah time? Not really. Not because I've done all season of Torah time. If I feel different, then the reason would be that when we started, I was 10 and now I'm 11. Well, I've noticed, and I think you maybe even said this last episode when we were recording it, that you've really turned into someone who can just open a pasuk and have new thoughts and new ideas about it. I learned a lot of new things. I learned how to learn new things, sort of. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, I knew how to learn new things before, but I learned how to figure out new things during Torah time. What was it like making this podcast? It was really fun. It was fun to learn new things and find out new things by myself. Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back soon for a new Safer and a new season. Until next Torah time! Chazak, chazak, finit chazak.